0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome. To the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, and I'm joined back to back nights with my good buddy over here, Mr. Andrew Hansen. I I mentioned this being one of my favorite nights, and it is, Andrew. I'm glad to have you on, and we're breaking down the Friday, December 6th slate. How has your night been? Any men's league tonight? (laughs) No men's league tonight. Um, Just went out to dinner with the
1: wife and prepping for this 10 game slate. And we we made some good calls yesterday, and there's been some interesting things in the NBA since our podcast last night. We had Dwight Howard hitting a three. We had LeBron on the court celebrating in his socks. Yeah. We've had all kinds of stuff going on.
0: And, you know, I'm ready to, I'll just get it out of the way now. Uh, I'll take one off the chin right now because I uh, I sat there and I poo pooed Ben McLemore all day yesterday, and it looks like he just decided to come out here and, uh, you know, take almost double the shot attempts of James Harden uh see so. I wasn't even
1: going to mention it but no no I listen know, man I'm,
0: I try to be as transparent as possible when I uh when I get something wrong I take it off the chin and I keep moving so well uh, you know
1: it must have been the Jayhawk in, in Macklemore that came out finally <laughs> actually I'm looking down I actually have my Jay, one of my Jayhawk shirts on right now so you know the thing was he ended up starting and they had house coming off the bench so yeah. Macklemore got the minutes he, he hit eight threes so he got a bunch of shots up and yeah, he definitely paid off the value. That was, that was nice.
0: He took 17 three-pointers. 18 shots, 17 three-pointers. Um, My man. Yeah, exactly. And he, <laughs> like you said, he hit him. He shot him at a 47% clip. You knocked him down. Uh, if, you were to, if you were to ask me, uh, we were talking about before the show, uh, if this same situation were to happen again, I'd have the same same view. Uh, you know, okay. is, is, it's, it's a crazy game we're looking at it and we're talking about it James Harden only took 11 shot attempts in this game, only got to the free throw line 6 times, um, if you were to go down and look at you know, a basketball reference and find the last time that a game like that's happened for Harden, uh, you'd probably be dating back like a year and a half to two years I would assume because this is very unlike it was a very weird game overall um, not yeah. making excuses for myself I got the Mclemore call wrong uh, but I, I would I would probably feel the same way if we were to look at that again
1: yeah, the only thing I'd say going forward is it seems like he has more confidence, and I think that's because D'Antoni is giving him the ultra green light, and sometimes that confidence from your coach can go a long way.
0: Absolutely, and I, I, I will co-sign with that one just because, you know, you don't take 18 three-point attempts if you're not feeling good about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, But well, we, uh, we have 10 games to get to. Uh, before we get into them, though, just a quick shout-out to uh, our guys over there at Hawaiian Alice to Coffee. Uh, just an amazing coffee company. My only coffee company that I go to. I know you're hooked on it. We got Co hooked on it. Uh, next person is Miles. We're gonna have to have some shipped up over there to the the Canada. Eh? Uh, get our yeah. buddy, get get our buddy some. And I'll I'll be doing a. look, sounds like it. You're gonna be off Saturday, so I'll be doing a show with Miles this weekend. I'll be probably filling in for you on that one. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But go check out Hawaiian Isles. Check them out at uh, Hawaiian Isles dot uh, com, or you can go on Amazon just by searching Juan uh, Sakona Coffee," and you can easily get any product. It is absolutely phenomenal. So we're going to jump right into this. We got ten games to get to. Um, we have the Brooklyn Nets going against the uh, Charlotte Hornets to start us off in the night seven Eastern Standard Time game. This game is going to be taking place in Charlotte. Uh, do I need to say it, Andrew, or do you want to just lead off? Yeah, well, you're a gentleman, so I'll just <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll just I'll start off with the home team here. Charlotte
1: and, man, Graham, just outstanding. He he made, you know, speaking of uh, Macklemore attempting 17 or 18 threes, Graham took 16 threes last time out and made 10 of them. Uh, Just outstanding play against Golden State. Rozier, also strong. I think those are the only two guys really I'd be interested in on the Charlotte side. I I do like this game. Um, line is only 2.5, total 217.5. I could see this one staying close, being high scoring. The price tags are a little bit high, though. So I'm, I'm not thrilled about I'm, I'm I like the matchup better than the prices in this game. So this would be one where I, I take a page out of your and say Rozier $1,200 cheaper than Graham. So I may lean towards Rozier if I'm going to play any Charlotte Hornets.
0: Yeah, and I'd probably, you know, that's the way I've been treating the whole situation this whole season. Again, uh, I played a ton of Rozier on that last slate when they played Golden State, and I was happy with it. I had a great return. Um, I didn't play a lot of Graham, and, you know, he had a fantastic game, and I took it off the chin. At the end of the day, it was almost a similar point-per-dollar return for both players. So it's not like, you know, if you you got exposure to Graham, you really got burned because you paid a little less for him, and you got 10 points less. Um, So I'm going to take the same situation. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we have a 10-game slate. Um, when I'm looking at Graham's price tag in this matchup, I'm, I'm also going to be looking at just the other side of the ball and Dinwiddie at a similar price tag uh, in the same game. So um, it's it's, it's going to be hard for me to get to him. I think I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think I'd, I'm with you. I'd probably rather pay for Rozier and uh, you know the whole front court situation. Biombo starting, Zeller coming off the bench uh, is one that I've been avoiding. I, I probably continue avoiding it. This is a, a matchup where we like to target centers. Um, so you know, I wanted to mention those guys, but. And, Without knowing which one's definitively playing, you know, twenty-four plus minutes, it's kind of hard to go to either one of them on a night-to-night basis right now.
1: Yeah. What about on the flip side, if let's say Biombo starts and Allen is starting, do you like Allen, or would you rather go DeAndre Jordan getting more of his minutes against Seller?
0: Well, I, I don't want to pay that that Allen price tag of seventy-two hundred. Um, yes, he's cut. You know, he has those big blow-up games where he gets like you know, like last game, twenty and thirteen. Uh, against Atlanta, putting up 50 DK points, but you'll see a lot of the lows in between. His floor, his floor is super low. He gets the 20 point games here and there, and I don't want to spend 7,200 dollars on a guy like that. So if I, if I was, you know, if I had to pick a guy, I'd probably just rather spend the 5100 on DeAndre Jordan and roll with him.
1: Okay, yeah, good to know. I mean, it is a it is a big slate, so 7.2 is is expensive.
0: Yeah. Anybody else on Brooklyn that you're looking at, or is uh, are you kind of keeping it in the front court with uh, between those two guys?
1: Yeah, I think. I, I definitely like Dinwiddie, um, but you know Torian Prince. I like how he's been trending. He Had that nice game against his former team, the Hawks. But now he's at six point five, and I don't really trust him in that price range. So probably only Dinwiddie for me on the Brooklyn side.
0: Right there, same note, buddy. I'm with you. Not going to target that and chase those points just because it was a revenge narrative and a much better. Uh, game script like scenario. Uh, yes. Atlanta plays at a faster pace than Charlotte, so a little bit more shot attempts and uh, you know, opportunities for rebounds. and Counting stats for him in that game. So, I'm ready to move on. Um, you ready? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, we have the Orlando Magic. Uh, they're going to be traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. Uh, this game pretty unappealing overall, but you know, uh, Cleveland has a pretty porous defense, so there's going to be some fantasy stats available. Uh, Where'd you like to start?
1: I'll start with Cleveland, and this is a rematch. These two teams played on this same court in late November. Orlando won 116-104. The only difference in that matchup is that Gordon was not playing. But on the Cleveland side, Sexton played well in that matchup, 27-6. and six. He's at 5.4. So he's my favorite Cavalier in this matchup. Um I also noticed the price tags on Clarkson and Osmond. Cl- Clarkson three point nine is a little bit low for him, so I would consider him as the last guy in my lineup. And Chetty Osmond, I never ever play him, but it just it just jumped out at me as well. He's a starter who can actually score twenty points, you know, three point nine is is uh, is attractive for him. Even though I, I I don't know if I've ever rostered, you know. Maybe if they play 50 times, I roster him like once or twice. So um, I wouldn't expect to roster him, but I I do like that price.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, it definitely is appealing when you look at it. You figure, like, you know, you, we've seen the 40-point upside out of him before. Right. Um, you know, it might have been last season for little flashes and glimpses on maybe once or twice this season, but it's there. And then GPPs, that's a viable thing. I'm not really looking at too much though on the Cleveland side. I I just I don't play Sexton, I don't play Garland. I don't really touch those two guys. I don't you know, want to jump on now and in, in a matchup uh you know, Orlando's defense has been pretty uh pretty good. I think it's been top 10 on the season. So, um Fultz is looking good as well. Um I just don't feel like this is a spot I really want to target. If anything, I'd probably look at the other side of the ball.
1: Yeah, who do you like for the Magic?
0: So the Magic, I mean, I, I've been on Aaron Gordon for the last two games, and now his, his price has finally skyrocketed back up to the 6900 He's more expensive than Isaac. So I'm ready to hop off Gordon and kind of look at those other two options, go back to Fournier and Isaac. I think both those guys uh, are at a fair price tag. Uh, 6600 for Fournier seems like a lot, uh, but he's just been thriving with all the usage since uh, Nikol Vucevic has been out. So I have no problem going to those two guys. Um, and that's probably going to be about the majority of my ownership on the magic side of the ball, just because I have ten games. I don't think this is a game where I need to try to target that you know super low owned guy. Um, the the ceilings just might not be there for like you know your Mo Bamba or your Terrence Ross as like a low GPP pivot.
1: Yeah, I like I like how those four guys are, are trending: Fournier, Fultz, Isaac, and Gordon. But you're right. The prices are up just a tick, and they're more of a cash game price in my mind. So if I had to pick one, it would probably be Fultz. He is the cheapest, and he's getting more minutes, taking more shots, showing more confidence. But yeah, overall, I'm not that interested in this game.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out to Fultz, man. I mean, it's not getting talked about enough that the turnaround this kid made. Um, you know, a guy that was forgot about in most preseasons when people are doing their season long drafts, and then people started taking a flyer on him at the end of the season, just hoping that maybe he's starting by like January or you know, all star break. And you know, now he's quietly been starting, performing well, he's hitting three pointers, um, he's, he's playing very well, and you know, credit to him because a lot of people wrote him off, uh, very, very early. Uh, You know, maybe not a number one talent just yet. Doesn't look like he was maybe, you know, warranted with that number one pick just yet. Uh, But definitely uh, an NBA player that's going to probably have a pretty decent role for a career if he can stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I think he will. And one thing that I saw with the eye test the last game against the Wizards early in the first quarter, he was posting up and he took a turnaround turnaround jumper on the baseline over his left shoulder and then later in the first quarter, he was on the other baseline posting up, turnaround jumper over his right shoulder. He only made one of the two, but, you know, to take that type of shot for a guy who's had that much trouble with his shooting form and his confidence, I, I think it says a lot. I think he has come a long way, and you're right. We've got to give him props.
0: Yeah, expect, that's a great point because anybody that knows anything, you know, if you've played basketball and, you know, even like me, I've played, like we were talking about yesterday, I wasn't good, but you, you should still know anytime you're doing a turnaround – just the form is the most important thing on that. Keeping your body squared, keeping your eyes centered. Um, it, it's it's not an easy thing for a guy that struggled with his form. That's a good sign for him. So, I'm with you, man. I'm ready to move on though. Do you want to you want to tackle this next one?
1: Let's do it. What's All right. next?
0: We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons. We got uh, a decent battle of some bigs here, Andrew. Um, y- yes, we do. Start us off. Which two which two set of bigs would you like to start with?
1: I'm going to start on the Detroit side. Because I want to point out that this is the fourth meeting already between these two teams. But Blake Griffin has not played in the previous three. So he's going to change the dynamic a little bit of this matchup. And he's only 6.7. And he's getting his usage. Last time time out, he shot 17 shots. He attempted eight three-pointers. So at Griffin at 6.7, if he's going to take 17 shots, I'm all about him. So he's my favorite player in this game. Um, also note that Kennard will be back in the lineup. He's done very well in this matchup, but at 5.8, um, you know, maybe with a little bit of rust, I probably won't go there. So for me, it's Blake Griffin at 6.7 because Drummond's 9.4. So I'm gonna take those savings and, and go with Griffin
0: here. Awesome. Uh, I, I do like that price tag for Griffin. The one thing, uh, I'm just, I, I, I don't think I want to play him. Um, I just want to see a little bit more. The price tag is so enticing. He performed well last game. Shot attempts were up. That's what I want to see. He only shot four of 17, still got 34 DK points. The one thing I wanted to point out, though, is the outlier of his 10 rebounds. I mean, it was the most he's gotten all season long, I think, since he's returned. And it was also, I wouldn't necessarily call it a down rebounding game for Drummond. I mean, it was only 14 over the past two. Uh, but, you know, I I don't know if we could expect 10 rebounds out of Blake Griffin on a night-to-night basis where he's going to get that double-double bonus.
1: Yeah, that's... Um that's good to point out and he's gonna I mean it's they're gonna like you mentioned there's a couple bigs on both sides here that are gonna be battling for those
0: rebounds absolutely and um I'm, if the rest of Detroit's kind of just a situation I avoid I don't play too much Gennard. I only play Derrick Rose when he's like traveling to Chicago or maybe he's playing <laughs> yeah playing in Madison Square Garden or a former you know revenge narrative kind of thing so uh yeah I'm I'm, I'm all set with those guys I mean if you know if i if we do if this was a matchup where Canard was sitting i i'd say maybe take a look at Bruce Brown but we don't need to worry about any of that right now so let's just run right over to the indiana side we got the other bigs that we have to talk about uh Demata Sabonis, Miles Turner, are you those uh guys on your board tonight?
1: Yeah, Sabonis at 7.8. He's been so consistent and he has also stood out in this matchup. So i like him a lot probably a little bit more than anyone else on the Pacers. And, you know, Brogdon is 7.3. Uh, that's appealing as well.
0: Yeah, those both those guys, like, they're the definition of consistent this season. They both just know their rules. They both have, like, the guard of the most usage on this team. Um, and they both just feel like they're a hair underpriced. Like, very, very comfortable pricing, but still a little, a, a little juice left on the bone with both those guys. Um, so I, I, I think with them, I have the same interest. Um, and this is the type of matchup where I don't mind, you know, taking a stab on a guy like TJ Warren if you want to. Um, you know, they're going to need his offense in this type of game. They're going to get locked up, and you know, he's been playing well. The shot attempts have been there. Uh, he's got double-digit shot attempts in three of the past four games, and he kind of has that, you know, mid thirties kind of upside. And at fifty-six hundred, that, that's, uh, that's something I like to look at. Um, but yeah, that's but about had... a week
1: ago, about a week ago, you nailed him. So is this is this a TJ Warren night? Because I'm gonna have to write him down.
0: <laughs> I felt I felt. Listen, I, I I thought about that just now and I recommended it. I wouldn't say it's as good of a spot as it was okay. uh, the last All time. Right. I, I I liked him. I felt really okay. good about him last time. Um, I right. you know, and we were also looking at. I think it was 4900 on that night, so he was super underpriced on that slate. Uh, you're getting a little bit more. If he was 4900, I would say yes, lock him up. But he's he's uh he's a little bit more expensive in this one, so it makes me think about it a little bit more. All right, good. Duly noted. <laughs> All right, man. Let's just keep it going. Let's keep the train moving. We're going to move on to the uh, Washington Wizards traveling to uh, Miami. We're going to get some nice weather down there, and they're going to take on the Heat. So uh, Miami, this is uh, they played tonight. So they're going to be on the second half of a back to back. We'll see how they do things. They are dealing with several injuries tonight. One of which we will know. Uh, Jordan McRae had to undergo surgery, so he's definitely going to miss. I think the next two weeks. I think it was on his hand or his finger. Uh, and then Isaiah Thomas was out as well, so we'll kind of see if, if he's going to be back and suited up. Um, it's a left calf strain. It's back to back. There's a chance he's a decent chance he might end up setting this one out as well. So, uh, do you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, I'll go with those Wizards. And we mentioned Ish Smith as a value play for the Thursday slate. And we got to go right back to him here for the Friday night slate at only three point six. You know, if he's going to start again with with uh, it out, if it sits again, then he's lock and load. He played thirty four minutes tonight. He was excellent. Nineteen points, eight assists. So uh, that that's a no brainer for me. And then you know, with the other injuries you mentioned, Rui and Bertans played heavy minutes again. And I think they've got the the youthful legs to come back and and follow it up with another solid performance. So, I, you know, they're both five point seven. Um, Rui started, Bertans came off the bench. So, I think if we don't get any other news, if if we're expecting a similar amount of minutes from Yamahimi and Wagner as they work their way back from injuries, um, I could go with Rui again here at five point seven, but uh you know Ish Smith for me is is absolutely the, the the number one play here
0: absolutely i mean you can't ignore the value he's not going to see that price bump because uh, a lot of the pricing came out before the results finished tonight um you know one thing i want to i wanted to mention uh a, a lot of people are probably going to you know jump on Davis Bertans after this game that he had tonight he played absolutely fantastic he's been absolutely fantastic for the past several weeks i'm not going to you know take any credit away from him Um, I just wanted to mention, though, you know, when you look at players that are jump shooters, he's like strictly a jump shooter, took 16 shot attempts tonight, and uh, 13 of them were from deep. Um, I try to kind of ease off of uh, heavy jump shooters on back-to-backs because purely just tired legs sometimes, um, you know, those guys, especially because he was knocking down his shot today, uh, I don't like to chase those points, especially on a jump shooter that could have tired legs the following night. So I just wanted to mention that, I, and that's basically leading me to, if you were to pick between him and Ruri, I would rather be playing Ruri on, uh, on this kind of scenario. So I, I wanted to touch on that, and yeah, so it's, for me it's just going to be Ruri, it's going to be Ishmith, Um and then the one thing I wanted to mention, if all those other guards are out again, uh, maybe take a look at uh, a guy like Troy Brown Jr. Um, he only played 18 minutes off the bench tonight, um, but I could see him getting a little bit of a boost, maybe in a back-to-back setting, um, if all those guards are out once again coming off of the bench.
1: Excellent. Yeah, we're aligned on the Wizards. What do you, what do you think about the Miami side? We got Dragic, Dragic is out, and Winslow is questionable,
0: right? Absolutely, yes. So that's the news to monitor. And Winslow is going to be playing a big part in this, just because that's two point guards basically out of the rotation if uh, both those guys are out. So we would see a, you know, a good amount of minutes boost for Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. They'd be the biggest beneficiaries. Um, I think both of them are at a more than a fair price tag in this matchup. And I'd have no problem going to either one of those guys if we hear that Winslow is sitting. Um, I think they're they're possibly even in play with Winslow in play because the price tags are fair enough. But I think it's going to be hard to ignore Bam in this matchup. After just seeing what Embiid just did to this team um, tonight, their their interior is shattered right now. Rui's holding his own. Don't get me wrong. He played well. Uh, but he's not necessarily doing it as much on the defensive end. Um, so I'm... I'm m- More than okay with going to BAM at this price tag at $7,500. Same thing with Butler. It's just anybody going against Washington sees such a pace bump. My one fear is that they are on a back-to-back. I mean, they played well against Philly tonight, so I I can't just sit here and, you know, say, like, be careful of that blowout. Watch out for that blowout. Miami's defense is very good. Um, if, If everything's rolling, this game could get out of hand, so just keep that in mind um temper your expectations if if you're going to be playing a few of these guys over on Miami if you're going to go with like a Butler and a Bam or maybe you know two two guys from the starting lineup in your lineup you might want to run it back with one or two of those starters from Washington just to kind of reinvest in that game script
1: yeah i agree i mean it was surprising that the wizards won tonight on the thursday night slate um and I, I'm glad you mentioned Bam. I, I wasn't really thinking about him, but you're right. Against that front court, he should excel. My my main focus, you know, going into this was Butler, because he was just outstanding against the Celtics. Thirty-seven, six and four, and he's only eight point one. So I think he's a little bit underpriced, you know, especially with Dragic out, Winslow questionable. Uh, I like him to be. Uh, Performing at a high level, especially against this very poor Wizards defense. So Butler's my favorite play. I do like your BAM call. And then I'm more on Nunn here instead of Hero if if Winslow's out. I just like the assists that Nunn gets a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. He, he plays a lot more on ball when we see Winslow and Drogic both out. Um, yeah, and Butler triple-double before the game in Boston, too. So he's been rolling. So I, I don't mind going to Butler either way. That's a more than fair price tag for him. I'm on the same boat as you. All right. We're going to move on to our next eight o'clock game, which is the Denver Nuggets going against the Boston Celtics. Another back to back game. We have Denver coming in. They just smashed the Knicks. Um, yes, they and, did. And at least we got one of our blowout calls, right? <laughs> I guess. And yes. You, you, I guess when in doubt, just bet against Fisdale. Because, like again, I'll revert back to Another quick jab at Coach. He's got to be one of the worst coaches in the NBA, and it's not even close at this point. I mean, it it is
1: a mess every night. And, you know, I noticed that. As we predicted, the top ten players for Denver against the Knicks, they played between twenty and twenty-six minutes. So they just they split the game in half basically. They had an easy victory. They set themselves up to get this second win against Boston. And just to follow up on your Fisdale point, the surprising thing was the Knicks did the same thing. They basically split the game for ten guys, which is odd because, you know, they're not they weren't involved in a back to back. So it was just one of those nights where he just got everybody some playing time. But, but back to the Denver side, that's what I want to talk about in this matchup against the Celtics. It's, you know, it's funny what 24 hours will do because we were really all over Jokic last night on the podcast. But, but in this matchup, he's at 8,000. And when these teams played in Denver, Jokic had a triple-double. He went for 18-16, 10-3-1 against the Tice and Cantor defense. And I don't see any reason to expect that he won't play well again, other than the fact that it's on a back-to-back. But he only played 24 minutes tonight, and he put up 6, 10, and 8. So solid outing in 24 minutes. So Jokic, for me, is the, the guy I'm most interested in this game. And I, I I do like to pair him with Murray. Murray's only 6.4, so that's a combo that I would look at. And I'm actually not really excited about anybody on the Boston side. So I uh, will let you take it from there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on uh on Jokic. I think that price tag's just exquisite for this matchup. I, I don't I don't mind paying AK for him whatsoever. Uh I'll probably have actually you know, more than we think about. It. I'll be I'll be heavily overweight on that price tag. I'm sure a lot of people uh a lot of people will in this matchup. It's a very good one. Um, other than that, you know, I don't like to target too many of the wings going against Boston. I think Will Barton's definitely in play just because we know his upside. I wouldn't like to pair Jokic and Barton because I'm looking for that extra rebounding upside from Jokic, and we've seen Barton cut into that in some occasions. Um, and I don't think I'm going to be going to the bench too much just because it's going to be a way more competitive game than the Knicks. And I don't think that they'll need to go, you know, 11 deep or 10 deep necessarily if they want to win this game. Um, so looking at the Boston side though, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I like the price tag for Kevin Walker. He's coming off a really good game against a tough Miami defense, but this Denver defense is no slouch, no slouch either. Um, I think for me, I'm probably going to be fading a lot of the guys on Boston I just it's tough for me to you know try to sit there and debate between looking at the price tags they're all right next to each other Jalen Brown is probably my preferred option out of the Tatum Brown and Walker combination he's just been playing phenomenally uh you know 40 plus DK points in three of the past four games just taking the caveat that it is a tough defense
1: yeah it really is both Jalen Brown and uh Tatum struggled in Denver. And Brown did okay. You know, they both got a few extra shots because Kemba that was the night Kemba got injured. So yeah, because of that matchup, I don't I don't want to pay for either of those guys.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. All right, man. Anything else from Boston? Uh, anybody else you're looking at or Nope. All right. So moving on. Uh so now we're we we just we're reaching the halfway point right now. So uh always at this halfway point we like to give a nice little quick shout out to our guys at Hawaiian Alice Coffee. Uh, The only coffee off the mainland in my cup and on the mainland. So uh, just check them out, guys. They're absolutely phenomenal. They support our show, and they allow this show to be free. Um, It's their sponsorship and their support that allows us to continue producing the content on top of you guys being awesome and giving us a thumbs up and rates and reviews and our follows, and it's been a blast, and we're looking to keep the the ball rolling. So uh, with that being said, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Uh, should be a pretty interesting game. Which uh, which team would you like to start with?
1: I'll start with the visitors this time, and my favorite my favorite target on the Timberwolves is actually Wiggins. Again, just something I'm not used to saying in in previous years. But at seven point five, that's a very fair price for him. He his usage is still up. He took I think twenty four shots last time out, and I don't think any of those wing defenders are are gonna really clamp down too much on him. I mean we saw Ingram play pretty well against Oklahoma City recently and they, they have similar games. So I like Wiggins in this. And you know, this is a game that is is could be a sneaky little stack where if if I wanted to get a little bit different I might stack Wiggins with Covington and Cat, and then Schroeder is my favorite play on the other side. But I don't really like Cat's 10.4 price tag on this slate. Um, so I, C- Covington actually is a little bit more attractive to me. He's, he's shooting a little bit more. Um, so, it, so I guess the interest for me on Minnesota is Wiggins one, Covington two, and then Cat would be a distant third.
0: Awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to, you know, I don't know if you saw, Wiggins is actually, he's questionable right now. He's dealing with, I think, a left, uh, left thumb sprain. So okay, I, I have yeah, seen that. Yeah, so it's just something to monitor. Um, you know, I, I, it kind of cropped up out of nowhere, so we really don't know how that's going to react. But if he does sit, I think I'd have no problem loading up Jeff Teague at 5,200. Um, he'll probably go right back into the starting lineup. The only reason why he volunteered to move over to the bench was so that, we could see a little bit of more point Wiggins because he was really just thriving and coming into his own while Jeff Teague was sidelined uh, with his ankle injury. So I, I would expect, you know, Culver to kind of slide over Teague into that starting lineup again, and I'd be, you know, really interested at that $5,200 price tag if that were to happen. Uh, not really interested in the 10-4 price tag of Towns. If Wiggins does play at 7500 I think that's a more than fair price tag. And I think that's kind of where I'm drawing the line with, with those two guys mostly. It's just uh, Teague and Wiggins are going to be my primary options on the Minnesota side. Uh, Are you feeling anything over on uh, OKC?
1: Not much. Um, You know, Schroeder continues to get almost as many or more shots than any of the starters, even though he's coming off the bench. And he's a little bit cheaper than Shea, and I believe he's cheaper than Chris Paul as well. Yep, he's he's $600 cheaper than Chris Paul too. So for me, it's Schroeder. Uh, on this side and that's about it
0: yeah I, I mean I don't think I'll be going to Schroeder and I don't, I don't I don't mind the play whatsoever I think I try to just target him in very specific matchups where there's such high tempo paces where I know he's going to be playing 30 plus minutes and you know I love like when I see they're lined up against Golden State I just throw all the Schroeder in those kinds of games are the ones I like to target him and um, I don't think I'm going to go into one thing I want to keep an eye on is nerland's Noel uh, he's 4,100, so we're not getting like a significant salary savings or anything on him. Uh, but just knowing that if Cat plays, it can end up getting, you know, there's so many avenues for Noel to see extra run, whether it's Adams in foul trouble, Adams struggling defensively. Noel is the better overall defender and would make a little bit more sense if you're trying to limit Cat, Carl Anthony Towns in this kind of matchup. So um, I just wanted to put a little emphasis on him, someone to keep an eye on as like a, you know, low-owned GPP flyer kind of guy. Nice call. All right. Ready to keep going. Uh, we have Golden State traveling to Chicago. Uh, you know Golden State on the slate. Now you know not against uh, Dennis Schroeder. but I think uh, you know for the same reasons we're going to have some guys to talk about in this game.
1: Yes, we are. Um, this is a, another game where it's a matchup where they played recently. They played at the end of November. Golden State won that one, uh, one hundred four to ninety. Now they're in Chicago. The difference is that D'Angelo Russell did not play in that game. And Pascal and, and Burks had solid games in that matchup. But like I said, D- D'Angelo Russell did not play in that back. And so for me, I'm actually going to pass all the Golden State players because their prices have gone up a little bit because of their success without Russell. But with him back, that changes
0: everything. So I don't really like anybody on that side absolutely with you a lot of usage goes to russell listen if russell's sitting load up on guys like you know bowman burks pascal um you know if you want to take a shot on a guy like pascal maybe just because we know he's still gonna have the usage he's still gonna get his shot attempts regardless i think um but i just don't like the price tags on any of these guys with russell back and i don't like russell's price tag if he's only gonna be playing limited minutes to start i don't know if he's getting 30 to 35 minutes in this one so uh, i'm not willing to put my money on it just yet i want to wait and see at that Uh, but i do think we're gonna have a little bit of interest on the other side of the ball um, do you want to start us off, or do you want me to lead off with Chicago? Go for it! Awesome. So I, I you know, you just heard me mention, uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder being uh you know, coming off the bench and be, thriving the matchup. I think I have some interest in Kobe in this game. They played earlier this season. He played absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, did play 26 minutes, went 0 for 7 from the field. Uh, but, you know, I don't expect that 0 for the last, and I, I don't mind taking a shot on uh, Mr. Kobe White at only 4,800 is a low-owned GPP play um, coming off the bench. And then, yeah, this this is just like one of those Zach Levine-type matchups. He's just been taking all this usage and running with it. Um, another game with double-digit shot attempts. So I have no problem looking at either one of those two guys. I'm probably going to hop off the Sadoransky train. Um, I was happy with what he did over there in Memphis, but six K—it's uh, a good matchup. Don't get me wrong; I, I just don't feel like I need to go there um, on this slate. So I'm going to limit my exposure to those two guys. Really, I'm not really touching the whole Laurie market. He has been playing a little bit better as of late, uh, but I don't—I don't feel like we need to go there, man.
1: Yeah, I'm not going with Laurie. I'm interested. I mean, I'm surprised a little bit. You're going to jump off Saturansky, your boy. Yeah, that's my boy, man. I've been hyping Cause... him. I know. And he, he played really well in this matchup. Last time he had 41 fantasy points against Golden State. So I, I had my eye on him and I also had my eye on Levine. He had 58 uh, fantasy points and he's under 8K. So I like Sadoransky and Levine. Uh, if I had to play one, I'd probably go Levine.
0: Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I try to hop on and hop off at the right moments. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to start seeing those box scores, tallying them up and seeing those thirties and thirty fives and seeing how consistent he's been, he's been doing it. And listen, if you want to play him by all means, it's, it's not necessarily a bad spot for him. I, like you said, he performed well on it before. Um, I just try to pinpoint this right and do that doing, making that pivot and, you know, Maybe getting a cheaper, low-owned Kobe White. And if I can hit it on that night where he outperformed Sadoransky, it's going to be looking well for me in GPPs. Yes, that certainly would. All right. Uh, let's keep it going, man. We're cruising tonight. Uh, right now we got the Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Milwaukee. This is going to be pretty much the game of the night as far as just an actual basketball game to watch. I'm really excited about this one. Um, for fantasy, though, it's two tough defensive teams. Uh, it's going to be a pretty solid pace, though. Milwaukee playing at one of the league's fastest paces. Uh, start us off, Andrew. I'm a gentleman. Oh man, yeah,
1: I, I'm excited about this one. This is the one I've got the solid circle around. Over unders at 232. Last time I checked, and yeah, with the top 10 pace, both top 10 and offensive efficiency, I'm I'm a little bit more. Uh, that's that weighs on me a little bit more than their defensive strengths because I I think that this game is going to stay close. I think both teams are really going to battle hard, try to make a statement, and, and win this game. So uh, this is actually the game I'm most interested, like you said, to watch and, and to get a piece of. Um, Giannis at 11.3, that is, that's something we got to think about. But it, you know, when you look at this game, you just compare the prices of the stars on, on the other side. Kawhi's down at 8.4, Paul George 7.8. So I I mean, how can you not like those prices a little bit more? And Harrell at 6.5. I, I like him a lot in this game. He's had over 40 fantasy points in three of the last four. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look to get a bunch of pieces in this game, but a little bit more on the clipper side because of the prices. So I'm gonna look to Paul George at 7.8, Harrell at 6.5 and then get a cheaper player in there beverly at 4.8 and then i think my favorite play on milwaukee is actually middleton at 6.3 his minutes have been going up he's been for- performing well and i just like him at you know 5000 cheaper than giannis as a way to get you know a mini stack in this game
0: i think you hit the nail on the head right there man i mean i i, I wouldn't mind playing giannis it's 113 Uh, But I mean, if you were to pick two guys in the NBA that you would want to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo, you'd probably say Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, Those are two of the better defenders in the league, and it's not someone that two players I like to target players against. That being said, it's Giannis, and he's pretty much almost matchup-proof at this point. Uh, And he likes to get up for these games, I can tell you that much. I would expect 30-plus minutes out of him, and that's the biggest difference maker. So if you want to play him, play him. I don't know on this 10-game slate if I'll be able to get up there just with some of the other guys that we were already talking about and that we will talk about. Um, so for me, looking at the Clippers' side, I would definitely prefer Kawhi Leonard over Paul George in this matchup. Um, but I'm with you. That that Harold-Lou Williams stack is definitely going to be a play for me tonight. Harold's been smashing. We know the Bucks, uh struggle against centers. Um, I'm not, you know, coming off the bench, I'm not worried about the whole Brooke Lopez taking him to the three point line kind of thing. So, um, I'm all over Harold in this matchup. And anytime I'm looking at Harold, I'm pairing that and I'm looking at Lou Williams as well. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee, um, the Middleton call is a good one, man, because we're going to, want to, we're going to want to time that up, right? We're going to want to jump on the train as soon as his minutes hit that 30-minute mark. And like you said, they've been trending upward. If he's going to play 30-plus minutes, like if he's ready to play, it's going to be in this matchup. So 6,300, I love that call. And the savings on Giannis allows you to still get exposure all over it, man. I think you hit the, this whole game right nail on the head. I don't even need to really add anything else. I'm just kind of talking for no reason at this point.
1: <laughs> let's hope let's hope it turns out that way <laughs> right
0: for, the, for both of our sakes I'm, i, I yes. know i knew you're going to bring up harold man you're you're always on that harold stack so I, I you're like one of my harold whispers so when i know you're on him, i'm definitely looking at him a little bit harder yes sir all right let's keep it going two games left on the night we have the 8 30 game it's sacramento the kings are traveling to san antonio to take on the dumpster fire spurs right now never thought i'd be saying that in this decade uh but i did um so let's uh let's start it off who do you want to who do you want to lead off with
1: yeah so i'll i'll talk about the kings going against that defense and first off a question bogdan is Game time decision with the knee,
0: yes, uh, you, okay, you did not play last one. Uh, is it a knee? I thought or is it, I thought it was the hamstring, oh, so it is a knee okay, so yeah, it was I, the I,
1: hamstring about a week ago, and now I guess it's the knee.
0: yeah, so I thought it was actually going to be his hamstring that kept him out. I had no idea it was his knee that kept him out, so that's a little bit of a different scenario, um, and sometimes you know this hamstring injury a lot of the times there ends up being overcompensation. So, um, right. uh, you know, I can't remember, I'm going to have to look at it, which, which hamstring was hurt, whether it was left or his right, and now which knee is hurt. You know, a lot of the times you'll see a correlation between the opposite for overcompensating and not trying to put uh, too much pressure on the hamstring. So something to monitor, um, definitely, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, that's one that we're not going to be able to kind of pinpoint and guess, and it's actually going to really impact the game as well. So that's a little tough.
1: It is because it's this is an eight thirty game, slate starts at seven. But he's only five point four. So if he if we knew he was going to play, I would love to get him in this matchup. But we don't know that. If if we had that foresight, it, it could change our analysis. It, it, analysis. If he's out, then Buddy Healed at seven point six. Uh, I'd be all about him. You know, he's really going to jack with Bogdan out and. I wanted to get maybe some Corey Joseph because he used to play for the Spurs. So he'll be back in town. But he's at 4.8. That's a little bit high for him.
0: He's, uh, he's questionable as well.
1: He's questionable as well. Yeah, okay. so
0: that's actually going to bring up one of, one, of my, uh, one of my points, one of the guys I'll be looking at. And this, like I said, this, a lot of this news is going to be impacted and revolving around this injury news. Um, you know, I don't want to cut you off, so I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. But, yeah, he's questionable with a back injury right now.
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll let you analyze the guards. I was going to jump next to Holmes at 6.8, uh, with Lamarcus Aldridge questionable. I, I like Holmes a lot in this matchup. I know Pertle has been playing well, but I, I think Holmes is quick enough laterally to to do some damage. So for me, it is it's going to be Bogdan if he plays, and otherwise uh, I'm liking Holmes the most for the Kings.
0: Yeah, I went through. I really like the Holmes call, especially with Aldridge being questionable right now. Um, I think that you know, between Holmes and Belichia, one, targeting one of those guys at night in and night out, one of them usually hits value. Uh, I was on Belicia last game. They both played well, but I kind of prefer Holmes in this match. The $6,800 price tag is the only thing that's kind of staring me clear. Um, so I'm, I'm really gonna have to think about that when a push comes to shove. But if we hear Joseph and Bogdanovich both sit, I'm loading up on Yoki Farrell at 3,600 in this matchup. Uh, I just don't see how we can't just love that value. You know, he's going to have to probably play 30 plus minutes at point. And just knowing that, you know, we can get either him or Ish Smith in our lineups, two $3,600, you know, price point players that allows us to just spend up and do whatever else we want, whether we want to stack that Clippers game or how we want to go about it, um, is a good way to go. And he also... If we do not have a lot of this news, uh, he will be a fantastic pivot to Smith. If you wanted to hop off Ish, if you're just worried about all that ownership being there, uh, a lot of people might steer clear of this just knowing that we're not going to have that news maybe, or they don't want to you know, jump on it and take the chance if, if Joseph and Bogdanovich play. So there is risk involved with it, um, but a very similar price tag. He's in a spot where he may see 30-plus minutes.
1: Yeah, and of course, there's a chance Isaiah Thomas will come back, and if he's questionable— and we're not sure how many minutes Ish is going to get, then you're right. Yogi could be a really nice pivot.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really targeting Healed in this kind of matchup. Um, I think it's, you know, the shot attempts have been there. He's been performing well. So if you want to go to it, I'm not going to knock you. Just not somebody I'm overly trying to get invested on.
1: Yeah, 7.6 is a little bit high, especially if, if Bogdan is going to play. Anybody on the Spurs you're looking at? Well, DeMar is, is sitting steady in that price range. He's at 7.4, so I do like him. Um, Pertl, as I mentioned, has been playing well. That 5.8 now is a little bit high for him. Um, and then the only guy I'm going to look at is, is Lonnie Walker. I, I mean, I know it could be a one-off where he, he just exploded against the Rockets for 28 points, and he might go back to playing five minutes next, next game. I mean, who knows with Popovich, but...
0: What do you think about Walker? I'm just curious, man. I hope you. I want to see some good run. At the end of the day, who gives a crap about this season? What you guys are doing? Let's see what you have in some of these guards. You guys got 47 of them between Lonnie Walker, Derek White, <laughs> Dejounte Murray, still playing Patty Mills, Bryn Forbes. Start seeing which one of these guys are going to actually you know stay on this roster or see who you can get some trade bait for. At the end of the day, if you want to roll with Derek White and Dejounte Murray, you know pawn off Lonnie Walker, get a second round pick or get something for him at least. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't, I mean, GPP only at the end of the day. It's Popovich. Who knows? Uh, Don't trust it for a cash game. Um, I'm definitely going to be all over DeMar DeRozan in this matchup. I always, always, always harp on uh, the shooting guard type players going against the Kings. They just cook them. That it's, it's easy enough. You know, I I I played Gary Harris in this matchup. He smoked him. I played C.J. McCollum in this matchup. He's going to smoke him. Um, I'm perfectly okay with going to Rosen at 7,400, especially knowing if Marcus Aldridge is sitting. He'll be a narrow lock for me. Um, I'll definitely be, lower my ownership slightly. I'll still be a little overexposed compared to the field if Aldridge plays. Um, but if he sits, it's going to be very hard for me to avoid him at 7,400. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Late game, hammer. We're on the final game. We got through it. We have the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Portland. This is going to be another fun one to watch, even though Portland's terrible. It's just any time that they're in a primetime game going against LeBron James. Uh, there's usually some sparks flying, so start us off.
1: Yeah, this this one could be this one could be a lot of fun. The Lakers are really on a mission here on this road trip. They win at Denver, they win at Utah, and now they're going to try to go for three in a row against Portland. And I think LeBron, you know, he's going to feel the spotlight on him a little bit, getting that criticism for being out on the floor in his socks. <laughs> That's so, ridiculous. <laughs> with, with the spotlight on him, um, I, I think he'll come out strong. And, you know, Mel, his buddy Melo on the other side, I think LeBron's going to excel in this matchup. You know, it is 10.1, so he's expensive. So this is, this is more for me, if you're making five tournament lineups, then you make one where you get... Uh, a good piece of this game Yeah. and the way the way I would stack this game is I go LeBron I go Rondo he's at 5.3 and he he finally had that breakout game that we've been anticipating against Utah 14 9 and 12 so uh, I love Rondo and then Hassan Whiteside is 7.7 he's been showing interest lately playing hard playing well and he's going to have to play heavy minutes against all those bigs with the Lakers. So, those are my three favorite plays in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Whiteside. I'll be all over him in this matchup. Just like you said, he's going to have to play big minutes. They're going against that front court. I um, mean, he, he has been performing well. He looks like a rejuvenated, rejuvenated guy over here in Portland. Um, no problem going to there. My one thing, I got to wonder, it's it's how the hell is Carmelo Anthony going to play defense on Anthony Davis? <laughs> oh, man. So I, I, that's the one thing that's kind of – normally I'm a LeBron guy, and I'm like, you know, just play LeBron. Don't even think about the floor safer, uh, similar ceilings and all that. But I just can't, for the love of me, understand how that's going to work on the on the defensive end for Portland. So I think I might just be leaning, uh, you know, towards Anthony Davis just given that scenario. I, I'm just, just – I can't understand it. I just don't understand how they're going to do that. It's going to get cooked. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. And then looking at uh, you know Rondo, I definitely think it, it's it's kind of a little risky points chasing. Um It was a very outlier game. Yes, I've been all over Rondo all season, and it, it paid off for me a little bit early on, and then started to die out. He's definitely in play because we finally got to see the upside. Um, I don't know if we get 32 minutes out of him again. That's my big thing. That's the one outlier. If we look at you know the previous. Uh, you know, I would say almost 10 games prior to that, the most, the most minutes he's played was 27 and 26. So keep that in mind. Temper your expectations with him. If, you, if you're if you just looking to get exposure to this game, maybe you're not spending up on Davis or LeBron, um, that's kind of the route where I would look towards Rondo. Um, and then, like I said, on the other side of the ball, I think that, you know, Hassan Whiteside very much in play, and I have no problem going to Dame Dalla in one of these kinds of matchups. 8,500 uh, down game. I think believe, last time these two teams faced. Um, They didn't play this year, last season, I think. But um, I I still think that, you know, Dame, he turned it around last game. He looked phenomenal. The 10 assists were there. 51 DK points. I think at 8,500. He gets up in these types of matchups. It's at home. He just got called out on Twitter. uh, And, you know, I think he said this. Somebody said, you know, when are you guys going to turn it around or just pack it into the season? He said, good thing we still have 60 games left. So uh, he's a gamer, man. He's getting fired up. He wants to turn this team around. I have no qualms going to him at 85. Um, probably avoid the whole CJ McCollum thing. I, I don't get him right often. And if you wanted to take a tournament stab at Cat Bazemore, he's just always in play for GPPs for me. Uh, just gets it done in so many different ways any given night where even if he's shooting poorly and one for nine from the field, he'll have like three or four steals. So that's uh, that's kind of it for me.
1: Yeah, is B- always a nice a nice filler down around that 4K range. If you don't have other value, you can go to. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm not going to go CJ here. Um, and and it, Lillard at 8.5. Anytime you get him at that price, he's attractive, especially like you said when he's extra motivated. So, if I if I was going to add another uh, trailblazer to this matchup, it would all it would be Lillard.
0: Yes, sir. All right, man. We did it. We got through it. We're done. That's ten games in the books for the the Friday slate, guys. Uh, you know, and again, if you guys have a chance, please, if, uh, just go follow us on Twitter, uh, any of your questions, we try to field them throughout the day, whether it's lineup help, season long help. We're here for a little bit of all of it. You can find me at Mike Apatria, That's M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Andrew at language Olympic. That's L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. I did that one smoothly for the first time, I think. Very smooth. <laughs> uh, you can get coach at uh, Joe Sarvati. That's uh, J O E S A R V A D I, and you can find Miles at miles sixty five sixty five. So that's our crew. And uh, give us a thumbs up, a rate and review wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We're all over the place. Uh, it, we greatly appreciate it. It allows us to kind of take that constructive criticism and make this better content and uh, you know better overall experience for you guys. So. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, looks like I, I, it's yet to be determined uh, whether it's you know me and Coach or Miles and Coach. It'll be one of those two duos. And then if it's Miles and Coach, I'll be on with Miles on Saturday. Uh, you will be going to Vegas, though, my good friend. Is that is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. Big big birthday party in Vegas this weekend. So I'll miss you all on the Saturday night podcast. But uh, look forward to reconnecting with you all next week.
0: Ah, oh, dude, you're gonna crush it out there. I know it. So you, uh, you enjoy. Is it it's, is it your birthday or a friend's birthday?
1: No, a friend's birthday. Okay, yeah.
0: that's right. Party like it's your birthday, man. Enjoy it. You'll be, <laughs> okay, you're going there for a few days, so I think Coach Coach will tell you to to play his number in roulette. And uh, you know, I, I did it. I lost. It lost, but.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe it was just the wrong casino maybe it needs to be in Vegas yeah absolutely so
0: we'll be, we'll be back tomorrow though but thanks for listening do uh, you have any uh, final thoughts Andrew before we close this nope. out
1: good luck everybody on this Friday slate should be fun
0: alright guys good luck we'll be back tomorrow have a good night